Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hoopers Lab podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all things basketball. I'm joined here by my co-host, Riley. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you today? Doing all right. Doing all right? Yeah, I'm just counting down the days till Spider-Man. Of course. I just, like, I'm probably not going to be on social media going up into the release, like, when we get closer, because I really don't want anything more spoiled. Spoiled. Yeah, no, this movie has, like, a lot of rumors like we like there's only so much that's confirmed but like the rumors are what the shit that's like making me like i don't know yeah exactly i just get annoyed how like avengers was so kept under wraps but then this hasn't been at all like yeah yeah I don't know, that's my problem but enough about that that's gonna be for our after show we're making a new podcast called um marvel the spider marvel lab <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Marvel Lab podcast. <laughs> um, so today, there's a couple of things to talk about. I, I, I'm anticipating this to be a shorter episode, but whenever I say that, it becomes our longest episode. So I really don't know. But we don't really have too many topics, but lots of the topics are big topics that are probably going to take up a lot of time. So, yeah. Do you want to start with um, the big topics or kind of go with the smaller topics and lead into the bigger ones? go big or go home okay um let's talk about the pacers so that's that's kind of, not just kidding well it's big in terms well i mean they're not a big <laughs> team. they're not a big team or market but in terms of league news it's probably the biggest news that's come out and just because so if you don't already well, i mean you know already but <laughs> in case anyone else well you yeah you do know in case anyone else uh in case anyone doesn't know basically the pacers have decided to commit to a rebuild. Um, apparently, I heard that... They said they're Pacers, open to one, right? Yeah, but I heard that the Pacers owner... Well, they should be more than open to one, fuck. Well, yeah. <laughs> but the Pacers owner, apparently, or either the... I don't remember who it was, but someone in the organization has been wanting to rebuild for like three years, and then the owners just said no, and then now they're just like, okay, now let's rebuild. Because they're last in attendance. I think that's kind of the biggest thing that... I was going to say. If they weren't last in attendance, then they'd probably just be like, oh, next year when TJ Warren has a full season and they'll just be in that constant loop that they've been in forever. But Here's my thing with the, a rebuild for the Pacers. I don't know, like, how you go about this. Because here's my thinking. Like, you have, obviously, Sabonis, Turner, and Brogdon. And then there's also Levert. And TJ Warren, who you're obviously not going to get anything like insane. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have value right now. Exactly. And like Brogdon and Miles Turner, here's my thing about them. They, They are players that, in my opinion, that you would want on a championship team. Yeah. They are player like, like put Miles Turner on the Lakers beautiful fit put them on any put them anywhere really. any exactly any contending team like the celtics want him makes sense they're just like built like those elite role players exactly so yeah. my thinking is do you want to get rid of them and ship them off to somewhere somewhere that's looking to compete and try to get young assets back for that or do you look to get rid of sabonis or all of the above or karis Levert? like i just don't know what direction I'd be trying to take in a re- terms of a rebuild if I was the Pacers. Yeah, it's the right direction, but there's a couple of ways they could go about it. I think that I, like, it said either Miles Turner or Sabonis. Yeah. So that makes it seem like right now they just want to trade one of them. And in that deal, I would I would most definitely trade Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles Turner is more unhappy there. That's he, true. Um. He's more unhappy there. He would just like, I feel like there's more entice for contending teams just because of how well he fits. Sabonis, you kind of have to build around Sabonis, but Miles Turner, you could plug into a lot of top Anywhere. Teams. No, exactly. So, I th- and also, you have to think of it like the Pacers don't want to be completely like bottom out in terms of like jersey sales and attendance. Like Sabonis is still a player that you can get jersey sales more than Miles Turner. You know? That's true. So you kind of got to think of that into effect, too. Sabonis is more 
he's less compatible with teams, but he's also the bigger player. So I'd rather keep Sabonis, but he might make your team too good. I don't know. No, exactly. But I think there's entice for both those players, it, no matter what way they want to do it. But I just think Miles Turner, I've been saying for a while that he should be the guy you try to get rid of. Yeah, um, no, I agree. Just because of how much interest he'll receive on the open market. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. he's. And the thing about, um, like you were saying, Miles Turner and Brogdon, why they're so good to go to a top team is also because of their age. Like they're both like in the primes of their career. Yeah, they're not, they're of, not no, exactly. They're not they're not young anymore, but they're not uh like I don't expect them to start progressing with And I think that's years. a big int- yeah, but I think that's such a big interest with that Pacers, just their whole starting five, is that everyone there is in their prime. Yeah, no, exactly. So, you don't have to like bank even on Chris them and Dork. You don't- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even draft players are in the prime. The drafts a thirty-year-old, bro. No, but but that was another thing I found weird. Was like I kind of seen that they were gonna rebuild soon, so trying to go for a guy at that age. I don't know who was available. Um, I forget where they even selected, but I'm sure they could have gone fourteen. Better prospect, fourteen. I think it. I think it was. 14. Yeah. They seem to always be drafting at 14, bro. It's because they're at the same fucking spot every year. Yeah, exactly. Because Well, that's the problem. <laughs> um, so, yeah. let's. Let, so, like, Lavert has no value. TJ Warren has no value right now, which is kind of... And you also can't trade Brogdon. So that also makes it kind of hard. Oh, yeah. They literally can't trade Brogdon right now. They can't trade Brogdon right now. It's impossible. <laughs> and then Lavert is going to be really hard to trade for just because this is the lowest we've seen. So even if you can trade for him, you probably shouldn't just because you'll literally get nothing back. It's yeah, exactly. Like he is talented. Like I, I really liked Karis Lavert when he was on Brooklyn, bro. People leave Brooklyn and they just don't hit the same. I don't know, but you know, like he was that guy. He was getting ten assist games in the playoffs, and then he was also dropping fifty. Not on the same night, but like he was that guy that could, <laughs> could either lead your team in assists or he could absolutely dominate scoring wise. No, exactly. Like he just showed that versatility, that three level score ability, and he just hasn't done that with the Pacers. It just hasn't been a good fit. Um, and then also he's just dealt with a lot of injuries, personal stuff. So yeah, and I yeah, and I also don't think T.J. Warren coming back solves any of their issues. It doesn't solve any. No, it doesn't. It's it, not gonna. It's push just gonna them they just get another. They just get another twenty point per game score. Uh, not maybe not. <laughs> yes, that's not I mean, point. yeah, he wouldn't average twenty with them, but they just get another score that they already have, and it's like, okay. It it wouldn't really help, and then also if he's coming back, then that's also gonna take away points from like Chris Duarte, for example. So it'll balance exactly. Out, like, you know, it's not gonna push them over the top a big amount. Um, but I think it's really interesting. I drew up a couple of teams uh, that could trade for Miles Turner or Sabonis. I just want to talk about them. Some of them are overlapping because both of them need bigs. But I think it's just interesting to think about their fits on certain teams. Mm. Uh, do, you want, do you want to start with Turner or Sabonis? Go with big boy Turner. Okay. So the first one for Miles Turner that I think makes a lot of sense and I think would be perfect. I don't know how they'd be able to do it, but it's the Milwaukee Bucks. So makes sense. I kind of see, I've always seen Miles Turner when he came into the league. I seen him as that Brooke Lopez player. That's always who I thought that he's played like. And I mean, the Bucks had success and they really liked pairing Giannis with Brooke Lopez. So you're basically just upgrading in that regard. You're getting young, Gurr, you know, because. <laughs> 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 but you know, like Brooke Lopez is thirty four. You're not get, you're not getting. Yeah, it's gonna say you're not getting a cripple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think that he'd be a beautiful fit. Forty percent from three this year. He's literally exactly what you want. He is exactly. He is just a better, younger Brooke Lopez. You know who else is exactly what you want? Uh, who? <laughs> the guy they let walk a couple of years ago. Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think now it would work with Drew there. Well, now they have Drew now, yeah, of course. I but mean, like before. Right here at the two. At the, I don't really like the the backcourt spacing of uh, Brogdon and Drew Holiday. Brogdon's then, a big 40-90 guy. Brogdon? He's shooting that good from three this season? 
I thought he was struggling from. I don't think I don't think he's shooting that good. This no, this series not okay. That well. Yeah, I kind of thought he lost his shooting touch a bit. I think he's become like less of a shooter now that he's been on the Pacers. He's more of like yeah. a boxer now. Yeah, I don't just think because he... there's so much more room. I, yeah, I think it's just the way he operates more now. Like, yeah, I don't think he, he I just don't think he's shooting as many. Yeah, but yeah, so like the Miles Turner Giannis fit is perfect. Like, if you're the Bucks, you want to do that. Um, the only thing is, do they have enough to get him? I I still don't know about Miles Turner and Sabonis' value, but what the Bucks could do, Dante DiVincenzo would have to be in that trade, um, just because he's 24. He's, you know, shown that he could be a good player. So I think that that would be valuable, even though he's injured right now. And yeah. also, like, Jordan Wara and Picks. I don't know if that's enough to move the needle, but I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think from the Pacers' side. Like, if you're trading Miles Turner, is Dante DiVincenzo, Jordan Wara, and a couple of Picks going to help it? I don't know. Is that also, contract-wise, does that also work out? Um... I think off the top of my head, I yeah. How much is Dante making? Dante's ma- I don't know, bro. I think they'd have to throw in like George Hill or something. I think if they threw in, I don't know. I I did these all in. I was I was on two K, and I was making trades like mock trades. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I all got them to work out. So I I think that it was. I think you just had to throw in like George Hill, or it just worked out normally. Okay, but it wasn't. Yeah, but they would be able to get him contractually if they moved um or maybe it was brooke lopez i don't know but it's they are able to get him if they wanted to it's just i think it's more about if the pacers want to do that yeah yeah which do you think that's enough (laughs) i mean dante is another good like role player he's obvious obviously also younger um, he's 24 right now. I don't think you expect Dante to turn into anything like amazing, but he'd, the problem is he'd kind of be your main piece in that deal, and he's not going to be. Uh, no, the main piece in that deal is obviously Jordan Wara. I think he would have value just because you know I think that just letting him run wild on the Pacers would be pretty cool. I mean, and he's young, so he can develop into something. But yeah, you're not really getting back anything that valuable but i don't know if you can do the bucks even have picks that they can trade do the yeah that's what i was gonna say because the drew holiday trade so i don't even think they have first round picks it's just more i really like the idea oh yeah that is probably my favorite fit in terms of it makes perfect sense for miles turner to go there but i don't know if it's enough to move the needle yeah um, another team. This is very interesting. So I was thinking about this. Do you think Miles Turner and Carl Anthony Towns could work out? I saw a report on that. I was like, I was like, huh? But then I was like, I mean, just run cat at the four. Like, I don't know. I feel like the thing is, you get similar issues to what the Pacers are already having. I don't know. That's true. I think that, yeah. I, I can agree with that. I feel like with Cat and with Miles Turner, I'm not the biggest fan of two big lineups. I really like when it's a big and a forward. No, exactly. I, don't know. I just like that switchability more next to my big, and I also just like that spacing more next to my big. Especially when your big Carl Anthony Towns is not a good defender. Well, that's kind of where Miles Turner would, you know, pick it up. That's kind of the intent. no, but like it's the, an interesting the thing, fit, but yeah. No, yeah, the thing is, my thing is for that though. It's like one of them is going to have to be the four and guard more versatile. Oh, okay, yeah, and then it'd probably have to be like Cat. Yeah, and I don't really, I don't even think he, I don't even think he'd like to play the four. I'm pretty sure I've seen things before that like he only likes to play the five, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just it's interesting, but I also. No matter, like those are obviously. If there were two bigs to make it work offensively, it would be them because their shooting is so elite. No, exactly. Scary, holy shit. Yeah, I know. But there's rarely any times where I want two seven footers on the court together. I'm just not the biggest fan of that. No, exactly. Like I'm a big guy that likes. I like it. I I like a big and a forward together in the front court. Yeah, that's kind of how I like to build teams or how I like when teams are built. 
uh, for maximized success. So it could work. I mean, from the Timberwolves perspective, I mean, if you're trying to win games, but you're already winning games. So I think, That's they, true. I think they found good quality fours that aren't the biggest name value, but I think they fit next to cat enough. Work. Yeah, I agree. But the trade would have to be like, I'm pretty sure I, it would be like Nas Reed and Malik Beasley would be the trade. And like, I would have been completely mad about that because Malik Beasley has been kind of ass this year. He'd be the contract filler. He'd be just, yeah, he'd be the entice guy there. And the Nas Reed's only 22. He hasn't really gone a lot of runs, so he would just kind of get a lot of minutes there. So, yeah. It's just interesting, but yeah, guarding the perimeter wouldn't be great. Yeah. Did you I see... Mean, uh... You get that rim protection, but I mean, there... Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Did you see uh, what Patrick Beverly said about Rudy Gobert? No, I have not. What what was it? Uh, It pissed me off. He was like, I'm going out there every game guarding the best player on the team. And Rudy Gobert's getting defensive players while guarding. I forget what what the center was that he said. Or it might have been like Jared Vanderbilt that he said. But he was basically saying that Rudy Gobert's defensive player of the years are bullshit. I mean, also, Patrick yeah. Beverly isn't near. I know. Player the... I, mean, I know. That's I was... just how the voting works, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just, Patrick like, Bever- very big-based. Patrick Beverly ceases to not be able to piss me off. Like, Patrick Beverly, I don't even know. Like, obviously, he's good defensively, but I don't even think I'd consider him, like, that elite of a defender. He's just, like, really in-your-face hustle. He's just a ball hawk guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't say that he's... Absolutely, clam. He, he just, really he just annoys you. Oh, exactly. He just gets it's like skin. it's like that. It's like when I'm going up against Mason, bro. <laughs> yeah, just fouling you and shit. It's <laughs> like this, it's like a little rat. It's like a little pest on you. You just exactly. want to like kick him aside. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to some other teams. So, okay, obviously, one idea is the Golden State Warriors. Um, that's been a team that's. Always been an interesting fit just because, hey, you know, a, a like a four space. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. hey. The shoulder trick. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah. So Miles Turner, obviously on that team, he'd be that extra rim protection um, because Draymond, he'd be that size because Draymond obviously is short and Miles Turner is an elite shot blocker and an elite shooter for a big. It's Death Lineup uh, 2.0. So you'd have like, yeah, you'd have Steph, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Miles Turner. And that sounds pretty nice. I think that's very balanced. I really like what Wiggins has become for the Warriors. Yeah, no, he's actually had a really good year. And yeah. I'm really glad about that. He's very disrespected on 2K. He only has like a C plus defense. I know. Like his defense in 2K is like ass. And it's like, what? <laughs> like. And I feel like people, I feel like people in general are also kind of starting to recognize that, like, I think there's always going to be people that are like, Wiggins is overrated because he makes, I don't know, what is he, is he, made, is he close to the like 40 30, mil max or the 30 mil max? I think like yeah, in either, the middle. Yeah. Either way, he makes a lot of money. And there's always going to be people who are like, he's overrated just because he's overpaid. But I, I, I like the fact that people are, um, Wiggins himself is actually doing really well with the Warriors. I really like how he fits. I like what they've done with him. I haven't really seen much talk r- recently on how big of a bum he is just because, you know, because he's, he's not a bum. Because he's been having a good season because he's, well, obviously he's not what he was supposed to be. No, yeah. Like, he's still a bust, but he's still a really solid, a really good role player. He's not so. Kobe, which we thought he was going to be. He's shooting 42, <laughs> 41.5% from three this year. Yeah, he's shooting really good from three this year. I've noticed that. I mean, he's been hitting them. He's just been there with some barns. That's what happens when you're playing with the Splash Brothers. Exactly, bro. They literally have four guys shooting 40% from three, and then Draymond. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Draymond. But no, yeah, like that would be amazing if they could get that done. And then also the thing about the Warriors is they do have young players. You know, when we've talked about um, some other top teams, it's like you're just getting a bunch of, um, like, trash really like, yeah young trash that you're really hoping to be something but <laughs> the warriors have stuff that could actually be something 
So again, I'm yeah, not a general manager. I don't know the value of Miles Turner, so I don't know which young players because they kind of have three tiers of them. There's there's like Moses Moody, who's the bottom ish tier, but he's still a pre- he could be a pretty decent role player. And then Kuminga, who's like hit or miss, he's kind of in the middle. And then Wiseman, who's more up there. So yeah, I don't know if Wiseman is too much for Miles Turner. Probably Wiseman hasn't done much. But you know, like it'd be perfect. For <laughs> Has Wiseman even played this season? Oh yeah, he's in the G League. Yeah, but it, he's gonna come back soon. But I don't even know if he's gonna get PT on this Warriors team. Honestly, who's like, running center for them? Kevin uh, Looney. They got Kevin Looney and then uh, Nemanja. Oh yeah, Brian. Yeah, I wouldn't even. His run time isn't gonna be very significant. I wouldn't play him just because I don't think that he has use on this team. I don't think he fits what they're trying to do. This team is deep, and I don't think he makes that roster. Or no, no exactly. I don't think he makes that line, that rotation. I wouldn't play yeah. that rotation. So if you have your second overall pick guy who's not even making your rotation, well, that's kind of sad. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, I think that, like, Wiseman might be – do you think that would be too much? Wiseman for Turner? Yeah. I mean, the goal is to win a championship. I think if you make a trade for Turner – you're pushing to win a championship this year, and you're 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 looking to win a championship more in Steph's window, which is what I which is wanted want them to do anyway. Yeah, fucking two years. Yeah, exactly, because it's made no sense that they've just been. It makes no sense if they hold on to all these young guys who might not be anything. While Steph is it. in his prime, he's in top MVP conversations. He's what 33, 34? Like, <laughs> make that push. Like what is the? I I just don't understand the point of drafting project players who are running in the G League. That's why I've never understood the Warriors process. So if they made a trade right, yeah. that was Wiseman for Turner and then uh contract filler, however you figure that. It had to be like Kevon Looney, which would really suck. I think that would hurt more. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean the thing is, Turner would obviously you'd obviously be blah, 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 you'd obviously be looking at starting Turner. So then at that point, you just have. You're just replacing no, Kevon Looney right. with Miles Turner. I yeah. still like what Kevon Looney brings to the team, though. No, yeah, it's definitely it's something different. that Turner and Nemanja don't bring. So no, exactly. So I kind of that's the only thing that would suck. But I mean, for the Pacers, it would make sense because you ship Miles Turner off to a contender that he would really fit at, so that would make him happy. And then you also get a young player back. No matter which young player it is, getting a quality young player you can develop is key. Who can, um, just who to you start can, off with. You could just let them be them. I wouldn't be mad if the Pacers... I would, If I was the Pacers, I would be happy with a trade like that. Oh, obviously. And, like, if I'm the Pacers, I'd be more than happy for getting Wiseman. I because agree. he's a second overall pick guy. Like, I would, I would definitely do that if I'm the Pacers. It's just about if the Warriors think it's a big enough addition to push them over the edge. And if yeah. they want to kind of risk that. I think that's what it boils down to, but... Yeah, for the Pacers, if you get a second overall pick guy that you've seen that potential and that could be that kind of face of your franchise going forward to start your rebuild, then I think that's a very good choice. I agree. And you could just let them be them because Wiseman on the Warriors is never going to be able to be himself, which is another reason why it didn't really make sense to draft him. Yeah, he's no, like, exactly. Even if they keep Wiseman, he's never going to thrive and he's never going like, to he's never going to thrive on that team. He just doesn't fit their system, and they're going to try and change him to fit that system, and then he just won't be as valuable anymore. Exactly. Then he's just a glorified... Like, if they keep him there forever, I just... Like, he's just going to be a glorified version of Kevon Looney until the Warriors aren't really, like, the Warriors we have today. They're just going to... Yeah, exactly. They're just going to make him, like... Kevon Looney when he doesn't do Kevon Looney type things, and that's not a skill set. Exactly. They're going to play him out of his skill set. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely something that I would look for for both teams. I think that would be beautiful if something got done there. Um, another interesting team, oh, there's, there's two more teams left. We'll go through them more quickly. So the Hornets, um, the Hornets have been looking for a big forever. forever. Their defense <laughs> is last in the league. They don't have really any good bigs and I think that he would work really well there I think that depending on how high you are on book night I think that that would be really enticing for the Pacers that's true 
even though I'm not sure what Book Knight's value is, but I'm really high on him. Um, I think that if you want to get Miles Turner, it'd have to be Ubre or um, Ubre or Book Knight. It'd have to be one of those wings. If so able to get away with you, uh, Ubre, I would be more than happy. I think uh, it'd probably be Ubre, and then Ubre, Ubre's been doing good recently though, so that's why it's kind of like that's true. Iffy. But I don't know how high the Hornets are on Book Knight. But Ubre Does makes Ubre a start for them? No. Um, he did. Fuck, I don't even know. I don't think so. I'll check. I'll check how many games he starts. Damn, bro. Don't take your girl to Charlotte games. <laughs> Miles Turner. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Who else? Bo- uh, Book Knight. I-, I don't think Book Knight's all that. Honestly, if we being real, Kelly Oubre's kind of regressed. Like, no cap. Since he was... <laughs> I don't know. Attractiveness. God, his hair, man. His hair just looks like ramen noodles now. Exactly. I'm not messing with it. Uh, Ubre has started eight games this season out of uh, 27. Okay. I, I kind of thought he came off the bench. I'm pretty sure it's Lamelo, Rozier, Hayward, Bridges, and then Plumlee. Yeah, I think that, that hair just doesn't... That hair, color, that hair just doesn't suit Kelly Ubre, bro. <laughs> No, but I think that going back to <laughs> Turner on the Hornets, I mean, obviously that defense, that big, I think it's just, and he also fits the timeline. I think it's a perfect deal if you if you can get away with it without Book Knight. I think that's perfect. Book Knight, like, I don't know where Book Knight Wiseman, I don't know young guys' value. It's hard to say. So, but those are how options. Is, how is Miles Turner in, like, the pick and roll? In the pick and roll? Because um, I, I feel like, like, Skill-wise, sure he could be really solid in the pick-and-roll, especially with, like, LaMelo. I just don't think he's utilized in that sense. Yeah, exactly. So, what like, I, I like about know. Miles Turner and what I think is kind of underrated is um, he's pretty mobile. I agree. No, exactly. That's why, like, him playing... And that's part of... That's also part of... Idea. Like, he's not yeah, just, like, a slug. It's not like Brooke Lopez. Like, he's like he's not like Brooke Lopez where he's literally just, like, sit in the paint and then sit at the top and pop. Like, he can do pick-and-rolls. He can... You know, be athletic. Like he's athletic. Yeah, yeah. So I just don't think that he's ever been pushed into the pick and roll because obviously you've got like Sabonis next to him, and then um, he's just been a three point shooter. So I think if you if you do have him with Lamelo, that could be utilized. But then you also have like Miles Bridges. So then, Mayo. That's true. So, but I think that that could be a play that you go to. It just opens up things, and Lamelo and Miles Turner, like that'd be a nice connection. Yeah. Just yeah. another weapon, too. It helps your defense, and it's another weapon to put with Lamelo. It's, fucking, it's fucking better than... Who do they have? Cody Zeller? Uh, it's uh, Mason Plumlee. Ah, I keep forgetting they fucking swapped out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cody Zeller is... Uh, he's yeah, they're same, same thing, same thing. Basically the same player, yeah. <laughs> upgrade, oh, people. Oh, Blazer. <laughs> the tiniest upgrade. Um, And the last team I have is... Where did it go? My I don't know that team. <laughs> my favorite team. Oh, Fuck. Um, oh, no, the Kings. Just because they have Bagley. I think Bagley's <laughs> just an interesting young player just to ship him out somewhere. Miles Get Turner on the Kings. I mean, if they're trying to do good and Bagley's worth nothing, then you might as well. However, Sean yeah, is kind of that Montrez-type role. What's he been... What's uh, Bagley been doing since he actually started getting PT? I don't know. I've seen a highlight of him where he was like celebrating, and then I was like, like, "Dude, you get like he he hit a I know he hit a clutch three in that Lakers game where they was triple overtime. Other than that, I haven't heard shit about him. So like, no, he he hasn't done much just because he's not getting the opportunity. So again, it's another thing for the staring at pictures of Kelly Oubre right now. Like, if you're the Pacers, you should take a risk on a guy like Marvin Bagley or Wiseman. Yeah. You know, former second overall pick not too long ago with potential. Like, you might as well do that. Those take are a your risk. best options. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you're, and you're not even losing anything. Like, oh, well, Miles Turner, we were just going to suck with him anyway. So. No. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like, yeah. And that's just another guy for you to try and, like, work with. Because they don't yeah, really have yeah. Um, We'll move on to Sabonis. So, Sabonis. The thing about Sabonis, so there's a couple of teams. 
Uh, first off, obviously, um, I'll just do the re- the overlapping ones first. Uh, first is the Hornets. I think that's a bonus getting a big. It doesn't help their defense, but I just think it's interesting for them to get that big. Him and that offense, him and LaMelo. I was going to say that that's kind of lethal. Have Lam- like That just adds so much versatility to your offense. And their offense is already very like versatile. Obviously, it doesn't help your defensive need, but having LaMelo be an off-ball player more is... I mean, you could just utilize him more that way. He could be more dangerous like that. And then just having that Another guy that can score basically two as well. Yeah. yeah. The thing that makes the bonus easy to trade for is that he's on a really good contract. So what's he like? Is he making 18? like the same? I was gonna say the same as Miles Turner. Yeah, they're making they're making like the same contract. So like Sabonis is having a great he has a great deal. And I just I don't know. I just How long is he on that contract for? Two years? So this year and next year, maybe? I'm pretty sure. You can look it up, I'm pretty sure. But then um it just adds more offense. And if you're the Hornets and you see a guy like that on the market, that if you see a big on the market that's going to make your team better, I think you should do it. Yeah. Just because that's kind of the lacking area. Obviously, I think Miles Turner would be the better fit just because they need more defense from that position. But, I mean, Sabonis is still – it's just an interesting thought. Just an interesting yeah. team to watch out for. Um, The other one is the Kings. I just think, like – I don't know. Another thing, getting a playmaker. I really like playmaking bigs. I don't know. I just I just like Sabonis on the Kings there. Obviously, you get like Bagley, Buddy Heald back, that kind of package. Kind of like the same thing we did with um, Siakam when we were talking about yeah. that. So it's kind of the same thing. Then you got like Sabonis, Harrison Barnes, Reese, Fox, and then yeah, you just run that out. Those that's four a solid. Yeah, that's a solid four. That's a solid four, and then you just throw in, yeah. Did you so, see? Uh, did you see what Solomon Hill said to Buddy Heald? Oh, he said, um, "You're st- you're taking the yell because you're still wearing a Kings jersey or something." Yeah, he was like, I, oh, "Buddy Hill is like Paris or whatever because he got hurt." And oh yeah, like, and he's like, "Paris, you too. You're still in a Kings jersey." <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. That's so funny. <laughs> like he's not wrong, but goddamn. But you also have to think like you're Solomon Hill, like just. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you have to look in the mirror and think, "Damn, I'm Solomon Hill." <laughs> so like, I don't really know. Did they used to be teammates? I feel like they did. Eighteen. On the Pelican was yeah. <laughs> That's another thing that was kind of weird. Like I don't know if that's like a good thing. Like they're boys, and he's like, and he's like, "Bro, you're better than this. You need to get out of there." Or if he was like roasting him i don't know yeah but yeah um yeah <laughs> i seen that too i was and then i was like wait a second did they used to be teammates it's kind of tough <laughs> i miss buddy on the pelicans throw but and davis oh. 20 games yeah <laughs> those were a good they, 20 games traded him for boogie who just decided to fucking get hurt <laughs> yeah facts um <laughs> oh my god just remember that fucking pass that Boogie did that one game. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's what we talked about in the pod. The stupid bounce pass. And the person yeah. was like, oh, let me take this. <laughs> <laughs> the McCanter fucking baptism. <laughs> that's my favorite clip. Whenever I, th- bro, whenever I think of Boogie on the Pelicans, that clip plays in my mind. And also the clip when he got injured. <laughs> Those are like the only clips that play in my I mind. I can't remember the play where he got injured. It was him against the Rockets, and someone was shooting a free throw, and then he just, like, fell over. And then his Achilles got torn. And then that was it for his career. <laughs> yeah, now he's with the Bucks. It was, like, late game against the Rockets. Oh, you're right. They And it was, like, end of the season. And then I was like, yeah. And then it was on the free throw line. And then someone boxed him out. I'm pretty sure he, like, fell over or something. I don't remember it completely. But yeah. Um so Where here's the hell even is he in this clip? <laughs> I think <laughs> I think they show it after. Because it's like behind the play. I don't know. Oh, he went to go for a rebound off of his miss. That's what it was. That's what it <laughs> that's tough. Imagine that's what ends your NBA career. <laughs> um, so here's another team for Sabonis. What do we think about Sabonis on the Warriors? It's another interesting fit. I think, like, it's interesting because the playmaking, 
like, just because of how the Warriors play basketball, you'd almost think that, like, I think they're both good offensive fits. Yeah. Mouser, but just in very different ways. No, exactly. Like, but I feel like he would just be like, there we have Draymond to do that, you know? That's true. So, like, if if Sabonis is playmaking from the post, then Draymond's going to have to be the guy on the outside. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. Yeah, and you don't. That's not going to work. <laughs> but I Draymond. Think would, Draymond. <laughs> I think, I think they would make it work. I think they would make it work, too. And it's just interesting because how the Warriors play basketball, they're all focused on ball movement, their first and assist. You just watch them, and Sabonis would perfectly fit into that offensive scheme right away. Yeah. Because it's kind of built for players like him. But then, obviously, defensively. And then, is it a big enough need to really, you know, push you forward? I don't know. No, exactly. Sabonis doesn't bring anything new. He just brings, like, more firepower. No, exactly. So, I mean, the you know the Warriors always love that. So, like... Yeah, that's true. But it's the same thing where it's, like, they have the assets if they wanted to get it done. And then the fit also, they would be able to make it work if they wanted to do it. It's just about their willingness to do it. No, exactly. They're very patient for a team with Steph Curry. <laughs> like, I don't know. Who's their GM? Um, I know their president or owner is Bob Myers. I don't know who they're. I don't know how GMs and owners work and all that shit. And um, fucking president of basketball operations. That's the oh, shit yeah, that you can't throws me off. off. Yeah. Uh, it is Bob Myers. Okay, I was right. So, it, yeah, I don't know what Bob Myers is doing. <laughs> <laughs> he won Executive of the Year Award. Might have to re- uh, re- revoke that. When's Steph getting his uh, break in the record? Um, I don't know how many he's... I don't know how long he's away till now. How close is he? I think he's 10 threes. Uh, I'd say... Two games. Uh, it depends on the team. I bet you it's going to be against like a a team that's like, you know. They're going to try hard on him. No, I definitely, I definitely think two games. Not this next game, but the it's definitely going to take two games. No. There's no Thing way it is, takes more. There's no way it takes... It could take less. <laughs> Never mind. It could take less, but... Thing is, for someone who like isn't Steph Curry, like hitting 10 threes in two games is like... Yeah, it's not going to be the most easy thing. But, like, Steph, it's like, yeah. Steph- Man's averages five and a half threes make a game. He makes five yeah, and a half fucking, threes Yeah, no, that's fucking insane. That's insane. Is that the most from any season? Because that's his career high in threes made, like, threes made on average. That's got to be the highest. That has to be. There's no, yeah, that, that's definitely the highest. I'm not even going to look at that. That's definitely the highest for anyone making threes in a season. I wonder how much percentage of the... Eh, that's like a big percentage of his points, too. That's crazy, bro. Hey, out of boy Steph. What the hell is this? Google sucks, bro. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you'd be Google, trying to search Google's for something, ads. and then it's like... Um, okay, here's another team. The Blazers. The only thing here is his dad played for the Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really the only thing. And, like... Sabonis would be just a good player to add on that team. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just thought it was cool because his dad played there. So I was like, hey, RV Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis. I don't know. I just thought that that would be cool. And then also, the Blazers are probably going to try and get him because he doesn't fit that well. He doesn't play <laughs> defense. And because, yeah, that's usually that's how the Blazers are. That's how their GM does it. <laughs> That's that's how they filter out players that they want. They get too they good. They look at who fits the players. least and who plays the least amount of defense, and then they're like, "You, <laughs> like, yes. let's team. have Dame, CJ, and Norman Powell. It's perfect." <laughs> Norman Powell is not a small forward, bro. <laughs> bro, they keep getting like small wings that should play the two. Might as well get Zion at this point, too. We're going to keep Damon CJ. (laughs) Gary Trent was a great fit there. And then they shipped him off. And then now Norman Powell would be a good fit at the two if they wanted to do that. But it's like, no, let's just keep all of them. Like, no. 
Like, Dame, CJ, and a small wing is not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like looking at the fucking... Every game, it's like they're looking at the Monstars, bro. <laughs> yeah, next. <laughs> yeah, because they're just so tiny. Um, the Spurs are another interesting team, just because I think that... I don't know. I just think his brand of basketball would fit really well with Pop and that young core yeah. culture. Um. Yeah, just that, just that playmaking, I think, would really help. And then, also, he, like, kind of fits their time. I don't know what their timeline's trying to be. The thing is, why I could see them do it is, even though they're not doing great in the rankings, I don't see them as a team trying to tank. So, if they could get them, then they would, but... Well, I feel like the Spurs have, like, a solid amount of young assets. Yeah, but they don't have that guy. Dijon Mustard, bro. DeJounte Murray? (laughs) Yeah. Dijon Mustard? That's a nice nickname. Montrezl Hazel. <laughs> Remember when we thought that was his actual name? Because <laughs> we were illiterate. Brandon Instagram. Uh, the good old days. That was 2K16, bro. 2K16 when he was, yeah, when it was a uh, draft class. Like a 2K draft class that someone made. Damn. But yeah, I don't think that it would make a lot of sense. It, just, it was just a cool idea because I think that um, Pop and him would do really well. If if Sabonis could end up on the Spurs, that wouldn't Loki be bad because you got. Well, what would you be looking to get from him if you're the the Pacers? That's the thing. Like, you want young players, but I don't think that the Spurs really want to give up young players. So I definitely wouldn't want to be wanting to give up. I definitely wouldn't want to be giving up your two main guys in Keldon Johnson and maybe Keldon, but definitely not Dejounte. Definitely, uh, I'd say probably like Devin Vassell. I like Devin Vassell though. I know they, that's they, that's um, they drafted Josh Primo. I don't know what he's been like doing this. Season. Lonnie Walker or Josh Primo. Those are probably the young guys I'd give up. Yeah, just because Josh Primo, like he's just so young and so like Ron. You already have Dejounte, and I'm pretty sure Josh Primo's a point guard, right? He's not a shooting guard. He's like a tall guard, right? Six five. Wow, but. And then I really like Devin Vassell. I think that he'd be great. And then Lonnie Walker, it's like, you know, I don't know. You could deal without Lonnie Walker. So oh, Josh you... Primo, Joshua Primo has played seven games this year and averaged two points. Solid. Yeah, because, yeah, because he's like our age. <laughs> Literally <laughs> our age. And they're just like, okay, time for you to guard Steph Curry. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> You could make it work. It's interesting. I, I yeah, it's gonna happen. I, I I doubt it, but yeah, I I don't know. Um, last team here, the Jazz. Um, I think it's interesting just because if the Jazz are trying to go all in, and you see a guy like Sabonis there, like if you have the opportunity to get a guy like that, even though it wouldn't be the best fit, I just think that getting that star power to try and win it all, because that's the main goal. And we were talking about on a previous podcast how we want the Jazz to go all in. So if this is the move to go all in, then I'd say take it. That's fair. No, I agree. I mean, I'm not sure how much I like Sabonis as a floor spacer. I don't know what he's been doing this year as like a floor spacer, but I think that like offensively, like playmaking wise, I think that would help. I just don't know if like how good Sabonis is off ball. That's my only thing. And you're no, already that's... Off, like, Gobert, who's you know. Greatest floor spacer of all time. Greatest three-point shooter ever? Yeah, that's what bro. Uh Sabonis is a 30% three-point shooter this year. Yeah, he's... I just want him to be a floor spacer, bro. <laughs> that's it. Just become a shooter, man. It's not that hard. You shoot, you shoot decent from the field, man. He should at least be shooting 35% from three. But he shoots 30. I don't get it. Um, Celtics are another team that's interesting. Just because they don't really, they've been looking for that true playmaker, so why not get it at a big position? I think that the trio of Sabonis, uh, Tatum, and Jalen Brown, I think that timeline would match up. And I just think that's another great player to add to that team if they could. I agree. That's a that's a really nice trio. I I really like that trio how it fits too. And I think that yeah, they just like they need that playmaker. And I think that you could have like you could have the Tatum isolations, but you could also have some really interesting offensive schemes. With Sabonis in the post and Tatum more off ball, yeah, 
So I think that that's and they all fit the timeline really well. But we'd we'd have to see. Um, enough about the Pacers. Let's talk about yeah. Some there's other a teams. lot of Pacers talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this this whole podcast is just talking about the Pacers, basically. So yeah, let's talk about let's talk about the Trailblazers now. So not the Trailblazers. Just kidding. Okay, we could. Okay. okay. So Trailblazers, <laughs> they've been. They've been struggling. Um, lots of stuff with the coach. It's just like they need to. They need. How many times are we going to ride the same ride until we get off of it? Save. Like, I'm tired. Three of this, days. I'm tired of this roller coaster. I don't want to go on this roller coaster anymore. I want to go on the Ferris wheel. Fuck. <laughs> like. Why the fuck would you want to ride the Ferris wheel? That's my analogy, okay? Shut up. It makes sense. You, <laughs> you get the point. The point is, how many years and seasons are we going to do this? The exact same shit. And then the thing with CJ with his injury just really sucks. Um, Six to eight weeks. Like, that's just so unfortunate. They're going to have yeah. to try and stay afloat without him. Uh, Dame hasn't even They're been playing out. either. Dennis Smith Jr. has been starting for them. Like he went from being he went, <laughs> out of he the was league. A, he was a ten day contract guy for the Blazers, and now he's starting <laughs> at their point guard position. So it it's been time, and with the stuff happening with um, Chauncey Billups, there's been lots of tension between the players and him. It's just time to get out. That situation's just bad. They don't have the personnel to play defense. They are sat. They're trying to focus more on defense, but they're still not good defensively, and they're sacrificing the offense. It's just bad. Everything's just bad. It's a dumpster fire. Dame said he's unhappy. Then you say he's not unhappy. I don't know, bro. Yeah, Dame needs to make up his fucking mind, bro. Yeah, he. It was like I seen something the other day, and I was like, Dame is unhappy in Portland, and I was like, Ooh, okay. And then today I seen Dame is happy in Portland, and I'm like. What? <laughs> Man's is bipolar, bro. What changed in those two days? One day he's like, I love Portland. Man's went, to, Man's went to a nice restaurant in Portland. He's like, you know what? I could get used to this. Then, then he went to a bad restaurant. <laughs> he's like, oh, hell no. He was like, Portland, so it's going to be out of here. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's happening, bro. Portland's already the 11th seed, bro. Who? The Blazers. Yeah, I know. They're 11 and 15, I'm pretty sure. Yep, and they're behind the Kings. Like, oh, you know, that's bad. You know you're bad if the Kings are doing better than you. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. And what if the Blazers just... should have a one-off year? No, fuck that. They've had that was last <laughs> year. They had an off year. Wait, last they... year they were. Yeah, did what they... the hell did they make last year? They were the eighth seed, weren't they? No, that was the. Were they the sixth? They were a top seed. Uh, like above the Lakers. Oh, they played the Nuggets. Yeah, because I can't remember the order. Oh, okay. I know, they, I know they, they were the they were the sixth seed or no seven? Were they in the play? I don't know, bro. Lakers were the seven, and then I think I think Mavs were four. No, Mavs were five. I know they played the Nuggets, so they were they had to have been six. And and Denver, yeah, yeah Denver was three Denver last year. Three. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's what it was. Wow, that took a lot of brain power. <laughs> But that was with the reason that happened was because Dame was going, he was unreal. Yeah. Like, they were still struggling with CJ injuries and just struggling as a team. Like their team wasn't good. Dame was just backpacking. He was dropping 50, like back to back to back to back to back. <laughs> yeah. And that's what kept them afloat. But now he's not doing that. Now he's struggling and this team is just utter shit. Yeah. It's just time. It's really time to just blow it up. I don't think they'll be able, I don't think they even will this season though. But this team is just so dysfunctional. It's time to get rid of it. Yeah. Like, scrap everything. They probably won't. I know they won't because (laughs) they're going to use excuses. They're just going to use excuses. Oh, we we had a a year one head coach and CJ was injured and Dame got off to a bad start. But next year, next year, it's going to be different. Like, there's so many teams that try to convince themselves that when they have an, like, when they go through struggles, they try to convince themselves that things will be different, but they rarely yeah. ever, they rarely end up being different. It's kind of like the thing with the Pacers last year. Like, they were like, oh, we're, we were facing injuries, and we had a bad coach, which are fair. 
But then <laughs> they got a decent coach, and that's like, or they got a good coach. They're still shit. And they're still shit. So obviously, that's your sign. Yeah. Like, if you make excuses, and then you don't have any more excuses, and you're still shit, then that's bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's time. They're not, and they're gonna. They're not going to be able to trade CJ and try to blow it up because he's injured forever. No, exactly. Like, I don't know when the trade deadline is, but they're not going to trade him at the deadline. I know they won't. I know that they ain't going to do no trade to rebuild. They'll try to pick up another fucking defensive wing. Yeah. It's not going to help them at all. Yeah, because you can't just, you have to, like, change from within the organization. You can't just add Roko and expect Roko to be. <laughs> deep boy yeah you exactly. need... the problem is the fundamental core pieces of their team and they're too stubborn to get rid of the core uh to tra- change the core pieces of their team that's why like cj for ben simmons like that's a different scenario yeah i just don't i just don't like if you don't want to trade dame i get not wanting to trade dame he's loyal to you and he loves the city of portland and he wants to be in portland but what is the purpose of keeping cj in portland Here's the thing. If He's just to, another version of Dame. Yeah, if you're trying to build around Dame, then build around Dame. Like, he was vocal in the offseason. He's like, ooh, I like this guy. I like these type of players. And they're like, Cody Zeller? Okay. <laughs> like, we now got he's you. saying that he wants to – or now he's saying the Ben Simmons thing. So, like, if that's not a green light to try that – I mean, it's obviously Philly, though. But, I mean, I still don't understand why they don't do it. I, I just don't understand teams. Like, stop being stubborn. Like, you both win that scenario. Just fucking do it. I mean, now the Sixers don't, but, you know. Actually, they <laughs> would, because Ben Simmons isn't playing for you anyway. <laughs> so you're just going to get someone back eventually that's going to help you, instead of someone that's never going to come back and is not going to help you. Yeah, does Ben Simmons actually ever plan to come back this year? <laughs> no. For the Sixers? He was like, oh, I'm on mental health stress leave, and then he's just never come back. <laughs> I mean, he just, yeah. He, Holy he shit. He ain't coming back. What? The Pistons are on a 10-game losing streak? They're just trying to compete with the Rockets' old streak, bro. <laughs> Where um, the worst. CJ and Dame are, like, old, too. That's another thing. Were they in, like, their 30s? 31s? 30, Dame's, 31? Dame's turning 32. I'm pretty sure the- CJ's turning 32 as well. Like, CJ is turning 31. So they're 30 and 31 right now. In a year, they're going to be 31, 32. That is not good. You're going to have 30-year-old guards that can't play defense. And, like, it doesn't make sense. You can't have those guys together because who scores the most points on teams? It's mostly point guards and shooting. It's mostly guards that score the most. So you're going to have the two worst defensive guards in the league play with each other, trying to stop the other team's guards? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. If you're going up against Curry and Clay. You're fucking torched because they're Jesus. on offense and defense. Yeah. So it's just, it's just bad. Holy shit, Dame's been ass this year. He's injured right now. I don't know when the last time he's played is. But I knew he was like playing bad, but Jesus Christ, this is awful. He was picking it up before he got injured, though. Like if That's you look shit. at his recent games, bro, I don't think he's gonna make the All Star game. He's probably not. What is the all-star voting? I want to know because I wanted to do a podcast episode doing our all-star brackets, but I don't even know when it is. And I didn't want to do it too early. That's true. But when does it usually come? Like the game itself is in like what? January, January, February. Yeah. So it seems like the voting should be here already. Maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they do the voting pretty early. I thought. Yeah. Maybe like, I'm. maybe it's like mid to late December. So it's probably going to come up in the next couple of weeks. And then we'll have to do that for a pod episode. Definitely. Because I have I have some good opinions there. Um the last thing yeah, I want to talk about star. the last thing I want to talk about before we go is what's happening. Uh have you heard what's happening with uh Bradley Beal? No. Okay, good. I can fill you in. So Bradley Beal, um, he has two years left on his deal. And the Wizards tried to sign him to a contract extension, and he declined it because he wants to keep his options open and wait. Now, my main problem with this is that he was loyal as fuck to this team when they were awful. 
now they're winning and he's doing ass, and now he's going to turn his back on them and be like, I don't <laughs> want to play with this team. Like, bro. <laughs> this man doesn't make sense. Is it a contract thing? Um, I'll try and read the exact quote, but it was like, I don't want to be tied down. I don't want to commit already. I don't want to commit because, yeah, I don't know what it was exactly, but he was, um, I want to see that. I want to see the commitment to me. What the fuck are you talking about? Have they not committed <laughs> to you? What are you talking about? You? Oh my god, bro! Have they not committed to him? They have literally been loyal as fuck to him. Um, he wants. Yeah, he's happy to wait. So I don't know what exactly what I was reading, but there were some good quotes in there of what he was saying. But yeah. Um, he said I got time, so he's just gonna. Um. What the fuck? I can't read. These NBA players be weird as hell, bro. He says, ultimately, you have to be selfish at some point. And for probably in the first time in my career, I will be selfish. And he's going to take advantage. Bro, that sounds like a man who's going to leave. I was going to say, god damn. (laughs) God damn, there's no way that man said that. Bruh. He says... He says, I've contributed to being here. I've committed to being here twice. Now I want to see that commitment to me as well so that we can make a winning team in a winning environment. Bro, they literally fucking have. What the hell are you doing this year, my guy? <laughs> yeah, here to make shit on your teams. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma's hitting game winners for you. Kyle Kuzma's saving your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that stupid game winner. But no, it's just, that's just weird to me that he's like been committed to them for so long when they've been asked. And now that they're doing good and have actually something going now he's like no like i mean i i don't blame him but when you put that into context it's just weird yeah but i don't know what team would yeah but i mean i want Beal to get out of there but it just doesn't make sense that now is when you're making those decisions when you were on the worst team in the league and you were like i love it here in washington <laughs> No, literally. Is my man, like, losing? Is he going to sign to the Pistons? <laughs> like, man's just going to sign to the worst team in the league. Man's just going to go to, like, Orlando and be like, this is my home. <laughs> I mean, he is, he is my from My next Florida. chapter. Yeah, he is from Florida, so maybe he will go there. <laughs> my next chapter, the Orlando Magic. Man's just, he likes dropping 50 and losing rather than dropping 25 and winning. I think that that's what we're learning here with Bradley Beal. <laughs> He's like, I'm not hitting the game winners anymore. I'm not dropping thirty. Hell every no! Night. Get me off this team. Yeah, this team's ass. I, I'm, I'm not sure how to feel about certain players that have started out bad, or like not like themselves, like Damon Beal, like scores like that, who we know are way better scores than what they've been playing. Like, like if they're gonna turn it around, or if this is just who they're gonna be. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of, because it's been, like, a decent sample size. Obviously, there's still ways to go, but it's just, like, I don't know if they're going to, when they're going to turn it around or if they will. It's just, like, a weird thing to me. I don't know. Hopefully they do, though. Both very skilled players. All-star caliber players. And, yeah. I don't really have anything else. That was my only thing was talking about that Bradley Beal thing. It's too early to think of teams they could go to because he's a free agent in, like, two years. No, exactly. But it's just a weird situation that he's not wanting to commit to them now. Who knows? Maybe it will, like, even next year. I don't know. Maybe it's just the maturing. Like, he sees that he's older. And obviously, even though Washington's winning, obviously long-term, they're not going to be a championship contender. So, I don't know how old Beal will be in... I don't even know how... Is he going to be, like, 30? Is he 28? Or is he... I don't even know how old people are, bro. He was drafted 20... Is he 29? Just, just the fucking basketball reference page. 28, uh... 2021, 2022. So that's this year. So he's 28. Okay, so yeah. So in two years, he'll be... Yeah, so that's a good time for him to... Like, it makes sense. Because he'll be 30. You feel like you'd want... Like, because he was able to get that, like, ultimate bag, base essentially. And, like, the fact that he's not, like, accepting that... Unless it... I don't know. What did they offer him? <laughs> I mean, I'd fucking thank the Max. <laughs> Why wouldn't they offer him the Max? I mean, you know. 
I mean, I think that they offered him the max, especially since they don't have, like, they can't be like, oh, sorry, we just have so many other players we have to pay. Like, no, he's our only guy that they're paying. <laughs> so, like... Gotta get Kyle Kuzma his 18 mil, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that how much he makes? I think it's, like, 16, 16, 18. Somewhere okay. around there. Yeah. I'm glad he's not on the Lakers anymore. But I also don't like Westbrook on the Lakers. I, I just don't like the Lakers, bro. Lakers fan turned Lakers hater. <laughs> <laughs> we're both Lakers fans turned Lakers haters the problem with the Lakers is that they're just like so Rob Plinka is just so fucking driven by star talent and name value I mean they're LA so that's kind of exactly that's why. yeah but I mean and then the Knicks have been the opposite where it's like you know, the Knicks the, like the past like obviously not in the past but in the recent memory like the last two years They've been like, nope, we're not going to go after a superstar. We're going to stay put with this, this solid team and build a culture. And, and like, I, I like that better. But at the same time, I still think if you're you the Knicks, you get one guy. No, no exactly. if you're the Knicks and you can get Dame, then you do that. You don't think, oh, but we're, we have a culture here. Like, <laughs> if, you can get a good, if you can get a player like that, you get a player like that. To be fair, Dame does not fix that culture like whatsoever exactly so you'd have to change a lot of things but i don't care i'd i'd blow it up and change things for dame yeah yeah that's just my thing that i find kind of weird with young players like there's lots of times when young players are in trade talks with the team and teams don't want to trade young players or they don't want to trade for a superstar yeah i don't get why teams are so hesitant to trade for big players i know that there's risk in it but if you can get a big player you get a big player. do it no, exactly yeah. if you can get a big name if you can get an all-star if you can get a superstar you're not gonna be like oh no tyrese maxi i don't want to do that <laughs> like for that's just the most recent example and i think that's the thing yeah that's the thing that pissed me off with that one most specifically because like most times that's what drove team... you over the edge <laughs> well, in most times when a team wins a championship, they have one of the top guys on your team. Exactly. One of the like, top Embiid, five, top and Embiid seven. and Harden, that is a championship duo. Exactly. Literally just add bums who can shoot. Add Pete. Go to your local Y. Find the best <laughs> three-point shooters from there. And then just put them next to Harden and Embiid, honestly. Literally. And you are a championship contender. But, like, now they're in this weird place where they're, like, good, but they're not good enough to be a contender, but they have Embiid. Like, that's what you don't want. Like, Maxi's doing great. I love Tyrese Maxi, but you give up that to get fucking Harden. The fact that Philly didn't do that shit is fucking insanity. That's insane, bro. Was Daryl Morey still there? That was before. Or did Daryl Morey trade? Did Daryl Morey trade James Harden? Or was he gone? I don't remember. Maury traded Harden, yeah. Okay. Or no. No. Well, no, they traded. No, Maury was with Philly when Harden got traded. There's no way. Maury loves James Harden. There's no way he... What? And then now I like how he's trying to trade for Harden back. There's lots of rumors <laughs> that like he wants to trade for Ben Simmons. He's waiting until James Harden is available so he could trade Simmons for Harden. <laughs> Like, bro, you could have just had him. How, no, <laughs> there is no way. That's in, That makes it even more insane that Daryl Morey, the guy that was, that was like Harden was on his team for 10 years and he's seen how good he was and he was in love with James Harden. Like literally, they had a romantic relationship. And that, <laughs> and that he didn't want to give up Tyrese Maxey for him is insane. It's idiotic. A rookie was drafted like in the 20s. Yeah, like literally, like I know Maxi showed showed great potential and it's obviously coming true. But Maxi's not James Harden, bro. No, exactly. And Maxi and Simmons are not fucking James Harden. No, exactly. That's Physically so and I really wish that would <laughs> and what, Riley? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were gonna make some reference. But like, yeah, I just I would have loved to see that. I don't know. Like, Harden on the Nets is cool, but also, like, I would have really liked to see Harden and Embiid. I don't know. I just think that would have been more interesting. I mean, um, shit, they could still trade Simmons for Kyrie. I mean, hell yeah, do it. <laughs> um, but that's all for this episode of the Hooper's Lab podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, we talked about three things. We talked about the Pacers, the Trailblazers, and um, I guess the Wizards. <laughs> and I guess uh, <laughs> the Harden 
idiocy 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 yeah the idiocy of daryl morey um fire daryl morey no i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah what coach are we gonna oh um friggin um chauncey billups (laughs) (laughs) men's is there for 20 games get him out yeah get him out he's been (laughs) awful (laughs) get him out there bro men's needs to men's needs to stop doing basketball related things men's needs to retire Man, it's uh, literally, bro, when people retire, they don't retire. They retire from playing, and then they go do other shit for 50 years. Like, no. Some players just need to go pull the Kyrie Irving out and literally just, like, go on an island and just never be heard from again. <laughs> like, that's what Kyrie and Kawhi are going to do. The they're Kawhi, literally, yeah. No, they're going to retire, retire. They're going to literally be never heard from again. <laughs> like, Kyrie, come back. No, I hate you all. Yeah, he's never going to come back, bro. He's literally just going to live on an island in, like, the Bahamas in the middle of no, and just be, like, chilling. <laughs> and just, like, have a futon and just chill on a futon in the Bahamas. That's what he's going to do, bro. Um, anyways, yeah, that's all for this episode of Hooper's Lab Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you tune in for the next one when we talk about more basketball-related things that are fun fun. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to end that sentence. Fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> oh, I can't <laughs> that. <laughs> Bro, that movie's goaded. <laughs> the amount of, like, memes in that is amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see you in the next one. Take care and goodbye. Adios.